Guys, I have waited as long as I possibly could today to record this episode, and my neighbor is still outside with his loud chainsaw chopping up a tree that he's been chopping up for, there it is, for three days. So, you know, we're just going to roll with those punches. Um, I'm not going to have any other time to record, so we're just going to pretend that it's like white noise in the background and embrace it, okay? I also want to say that this is a trigger warning now. I always put it in the description, but I want you guys to know now I will be heavily talking about my history with eating disorders, and I think that it's important um, because that is such a sensitive topic that I say something now. This episode contains heavy talking about eating disorders and what that battle looks like, and so if that's something that's a little bit hard for you to get through, um, maybe this is an episode you should come back to at a later time. Or maybe something that you should brace yourself to listen to. Just do what is going to make you the most comfortable. I think there's really important things in here to listen to, especially if you are struggling with one. However, I don't want it to be something that is going to put you in a bad mental spot um, because I know how that can go too, okay? So let's get into a really quirky, funny intro with all of that being said and allow me to tell you that you be looking fine today and I am one lucky bitch because I have you just hanging out with me listening to my podcast once again and I am so excited and if you're new here welcome to deadlifts and daddy issues I am your host your founder your CEO and your birth giver to this podcast and let me tell you it's the highlight of my life outside of my newfound love which is my car Over the weekend, I bought my dream car. And not only is it my dream car, but it's, she's all black. She is black and red. Now tell me that that wasn't a match made in heaven. It is me and Widow taking the streets. She's a 2014 Dodge Challenger. And that year is important because the 2014 was the 100th anniversary edition. So she is top notch. And I love her more than anything else in this entire world. You know, we just be out there doing the damn thing. I take the long way places because, you know, it's a really, really cool car and it is a dream to me that I'm, that I own it. Like she's, she's mine and that's what I get to take to work every day. Like it's just, it's a thing. I've always wanted a Challenger. My mom has a, um, purple and black Challenger and her name is Ursula and I've always loved my mom's car. I've adored it. I've taken a picture. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I've taken many pictures with it before. And now I have my own. And it's all black. And it's so exciting. But hey, shout out to you, mom, for always letting me take pics on your car. Um, you're the bomb.com. I just want you guys to know I started to record this episode. And I was bouncing all over the place like a bunny rabbit. And I caught myself and I stopped and deleted it. So here we go again. I do that all the time. Like I'll have this great episode planned out in my head and I start to record it and there's so much that I want to say that I just bing bong, bing bong, bounce, bounce, bing bong. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. I've talked about 30 things in like two minutes and I've said it all so fast that no one is going to be able to understand me. Perks to listening to someone who has like crazy ADHD, right? Oh God, Quinny B. So I mentioned before this episode is a little on the deeper side, but I was having like 
podcasters block this week and I really didn't know what I wanted to talk about and I have this line of topics like things that I want to get on and say especially because my my listening platform, like, it grows every week. I get new subscribers on Spotify. I get new followers on Apple Podcasts. Like, all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, more people are listening. I gotta stay interesting. And a lot of it is just, like, I'm just here. Like, I'm just being me. I'm just talking about things that I've experienced. I've said it a hundred times. I'm no expert. But I've been in therapy for a lot of years. And these are the things that helped me. These are the ways that I coped. These are the healthy ways that I coped. There were a lot of unhealthy ways too, but I will talk to my therapist and be like, okay, you were with me in this season. What were things that you saw in me that you would want to see in other people who were going through the same thing? And I take those things and I bring them here because I didn't, I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to say I need you know, X, Y, Z. I just want to be that person for other people. Like, they don't know how to ask for help. Okay, well, here's, I, I, I didn't either. So, here's the healthy things that I did and hopefully they tell, they help you. I also think that some people look and they see a pretty girl on Instagram and think that life was just handed to me and I'm here to tell you that nothing in this life was handed to me. Um, I'm very grateful for parents who taught all three of us that you have to work hard for the things that you want. Both of my parents are a great example of that. I look at the trials that my parents went through as being young parents and having three kids and I think they did a really damn good job and I have those things installed in me now that... I know that I have to work hard for things like my very beautiful baby that is sitting outside. Her name's Widow. I don't know if I said that, but like the Black Widow is her full name, but we call her Widow. And it's not Black, it's the Black Widow is her name, okay? But I worked really hard for that and I'll continue to work really hard for that. So anyways, all that being said, I don't want anybody to just have this assumption that my life was perfect and handed to me. And my sister, shout out to, um, Little Ugly, that's, she, I call her Little Ugly and she calls me Skabertulin. Don't ask, it, it's just who we are. But shout out to Maddie who suggested that this was the topic that I go into this week. She said, okay, you talked about your RA, but you know what you really don't talk about is your past with eating disorders. And I seen a lot of them and I still to this day get into unhealthy relationships with food. Now, I'm very grateful once again for Liz Strain who I have her to walk me through when I when I fall off and when I do the human thing and I make a mistake or I get into a dark spot with food. Food is my comfort. I when I get angry, when I get upset, when I get depressed, especially when I get like sad, I I find comfort in food and it is not healthy food either. I ain't reaching in the fridge and grabbing a bag of carrots when I'm sad. I'm reaching in the freezer and I'm getting Oreo ice cream and I kind of live, I wouldn't say in the center of town, but I live in an area that like Burger King is like five blocks from my house, literally. Wendy's is right there. McDonald's is right there. There's gas stations all over the place. It's very easy for me to access um, sugar and all the bad things that I want to binge out on when I get upset. And 
I'm very, very grateful for not just Liz, but the fortress in general with people who are there for me. And even if I do have a night where I overeat, I don't really call it binging anymore. Um, and I'm going to get into it, but, and it's okay to have those nights, y'all. It is okay to be like, you know what? I want pizza with extra bacon and extra, extra cheese. And I want a big fat tub of Oreo ice cream. Thank you, Jesus for the human being that created Oreos. Oh my god, I love them, especially Oreo Cakesters. You want me to fall in love with you? Bring me some Oreo Cakesters, okay? Those are my shit. Anyways, so I have a group of people that I trust to help me stay on track and to also help me be graceful with myself when I fall off track. Now, I want to take a step a huge step back to when I was 12 to where I developed the very first negative image that I can remember of myself. And I specifically remember standing in my bathroom with a pair of scissors thinking, I wish I could just chop this off. And so like genetically, I hold extra body fat in my stomach. Um, Thank you to whatever ancestor caused that. But that's just where I hold my extra weight. Some people hold their extra weight in their legs. God bless the woman, the women that hold their extra weight in their butt. But I hold mine in my gut, okay? And so that's the first place weight wants to go when I gain it. And that's the last place it wants to come off when I lose it. Um, but I remember like sitting in the bathroom and just thinking like grabbing my stomach and just thinking like, wow, I wish I could just cut this off. I wish I could just take those scissors and cut it off and I would be skinny like all the other girls. I was 12. (laughs) I was 12 and experiencing those things and it only got worse. I could see the other girls going through puberty and they were wearing smaller sizes than me and they had flat bellies and I didn't and they were really small and petite and I I wasn't. I was a stockier girl. It starts there. And then Instagram came out, um, I want to say when I was probably like 14, and that made everything so much worse. Here's the thing. I love Instagram. It's my, it's the top app that I use. I use it more than Snapchat. I, I love Instagram. It's fun. And it's kind of got like all of the apps in one. Like stories are kind of like everybody's talking about what they're doing throughout the day. I love reels. And I... Like, it's just fun for me. And I wouldn't say that it's, like, an unhealthy addiction, but, like, I, I enjoy, like, seeing what my friends are doing. I have friends all over this country and it's a cool way for me to see like oh you know look there's there's so and so and their mom or oh look at their dog like I genuinely enjoy social media and I know for some people it can be a toxic thing but I think it's fun however it wasn't always that way and I did have to go about a year with only having snapchat um because I got obsessed with seeing these women with that were super super skinny and I just wasn't but we'll get to that um so first negative thought I ever have about myself is 12 years old and I was very by a particular group I don't want to say just like everybody in high school there was a particular group of girls that are still to this day mean girls who try to tear other people down all the time and 
they bullied me into me not wanting to exist. And that is, I look back at that young little baby version of myself and I just want to hug her because she was literally so upset with who she saw in the mirror that she did not want to exist anymore. And it was because of ridiculous beauty standards, but also like, you know, you're in grade school and in high school and you have these people telling you that you're worthless and you're disgusting and you're ugly and making pig noises at you when you walk down the hallways. Like these are real things that happen and they happened to me on a daily basis. So teach your kids to be nice, okay? So that was all through high school. And so I remember, I still remember the day and I still remember the person that looked at me in the girl's bathroom and said, you know, you could go with skipping a couple meals. It might actually do you well. And that is when it all started because I would go two or three days without eating until I would start to get lightheaded and I was getting like headaches and could hardly function in PE because I hadn't eaten and then I would binge out and I would eat all of the bad things, pizza, ice cream, cookies, like I, it was, and I probably 4,000 to 5,000 calories in in an evening because I just starved myself for two or three days and that toxic behavior lasted about a year. I got close to 200 pounds. Um, I was in the 180, 190 area. I'm about 5'6", I would say. I don't think I'm quite 5'7". And so, you know, you have the doctor that's telling you that you're obese because of your BMI. If you're still using the BMI scale, just remember that that was invented by men. And we don't need men's opinions on our bodies, okay? Uh, so I have the doctors telling me that I was obese. I was being made fun of in school. Now I've got this binge eating disorder. And I was like, you know what, girl? Just start working out. Like, start and so it started like I I knew that I had a problem and I knew that what I was doing was unhealthy and so I just started to I was like okay let's let's count macros let's focus on protein carbs and calories and I didn't really focus on fat at this point in my life but there was a guy that I wanted to really like me and so I made it this thing I was a fitness influencer that had under a thousand followers on Instagram and I just took off with it. But it very quickly turned very toxic and I became very obsessed with the number of calories that I was eating. But the thing was, is I was losing weight. I, I had quit with the binge eating and I was actually eating decent. Like I was eating the amount of protein and the amount of calories that I should. And so I was losing weight. And I mean, I was in a calorie deficit, but I was losing weight in a healthy way and it very quickly became toxic because my mindset was toxic. So when all of these people are telling me how good I looked and how proud of me they were for, you know, becoming a healthier version of myself, and, you know, these people are giving me genuine compliments that that are fueling this toxic fire in my head. I don't blame those people for a single thing. They were just trying to encourage me. It was my own fault for having a toxic mindset and for not realizing it necessarily at the time. And so I think, okay, you know, I got, I got to keep losing. I got to keep losing because all of these, you know, losing weight because all these people are, they're so proud of me. They're, they're so encouraged of me. They're, you know, people are telling me they're inspired by me, blah, blah, blah. And so it quickly becomes now I'm super restricting. I'm not letting myself eat over 1200 calories a day. 
and oh I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a bikini competitor on top of it because now I'm super small so here's the thing I was spending um about three hours every day in the gym I was doing cardio for an hour in the morning and then I would go back in the afternoon and I would do like an hour and a half to two hours worth of like bodybuilding um I was not touching a barbell but I was, I was like just like every minute on the minute, like like I would do like a hit workout and then I'd go hit like shoulders and then I'd like, it was just this really toxic, like I felt like I had that if I wasn't dead by the time I left the gym that I didn't do a good job. And so now this has started and I'm working out really hard like this six days a week. I took one rest day a week, one girl, no. So I take this one rest day a week, which I think was on Sundays. I feel like Sundays because like the gym at the time was only open from like one to six. And so I didn't go on Sundays, but I went Monday through Saturday doing all this cardio in the morning, doing all this weightlifting later in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. And then I start to get like sickly skinny looking, but I was like, oh no, this is normal because I'm going to be a bikini. I'm going to be a bikini athlete. Like this is what they all look like. And now I'm down to 119 pounds and I thought I looked healthy. However, I knew that other people thought I looked sickly. So I was photoshopping my pictures so that people A, couldn't tell how small I was and B, wouldn't come, I, I made myself look muscular. So like when I say I made myself look bigger, I mean that I made myself look more muscular and that quickly became a problem because so I always like I'm anemic already like it doesn't matter where my weight sits I'm anemic so I could get away with wearing long sleeves and hoodies a little bit longer because oh I'm cold like I'm anemic I I need this I was really trying to hide the fact that I knew I was too small but I didn't want people to tell me that I I'm in the hospital for my gallbladder and the doctors are like you have a lot of other issues going on and we believe that you have a, an eating disorder, that you're restricting your food really bad. And if we don't get a hold of this now, we're A, afraid this is going to turn into full-out anorexia. And two, your organs are going to shut down. Um, they looked at me and they're like, you need to gain at least 20 pounds before the damage that you're doing becomes irreversible just eating like this you know you can't you can't go work out like this and not refuel your body on top of I'm taking all kinds of pro hormones I'm taking all kinds of fat burners I'm taking all kinds of other supplements that I should have been taking I was taking my fat burner dose like double every day because I was terrified to see that scale say one more pound than it did and so if you listen to my other podcasts it was that point or my podcast episodes it was that point that I was like okay I, if I'm going to gain weight, I'm going to be strong. However, you get into this, okay, I'm seeing the scale go up, which means my body fat percentage is going up, which means I'm not worthy again. And then the toxic mindset comes back. And then, you know, it gets really hard to not restrict things. Then, you know, the sad and the depression comes back. And now I'm overeating again because I'm comforting myself again with food. But now I hate the way that I look. And so this really toxic, it was, it was okay for a while. I was, I, w- I got back into eating better and like bettering myself. But I remember when the scale said 160 for the first time, I freaked out. 
I got extremely, extremely, extremely depressed and I went back into a binge eating phase and I got back up to 185. I was miserable. I hated, I was not confident. I hated looking in the mirror. I hated wearing, I hated going out. Like I didn't want anybody to see me. I constantly felt fat again. I constantly heard all of those things that had been said to me in the past again. It was, it was hard. And so now I look and I have Liz and I have the fortress and they are there for me you know, when I start to get back into bad eating habits or whatever, or I start to feel all these things again, they are there to gracefully hold my hand and help me get back on track. When I got with Liz um, a year and a half ago, I was like, okay, I got this now. Like, I'm, we're gonna do this right. And I have been, for the most part. Like I said, um, I think the last episode, indie was really hard for me, and I got really depressed after that one and uh, kind of fell off the food, the good food wagon, but we're, we're getting back on it. We're, as I'm coming out of the, the flare-up and the depression and everything, I'm making better choices. I'm prioritizing protein right now. That's my biggest thing um, because I want to be strong and I want to fuel my body for the things that it is capable of doing in the gym and the things that it's capable of doing in the future. Now, that mindset is hard to come to, especially if you're not if you ha- if you're not seeing like a therapist who can help you walk through that regularly, it becomes a really hard mindset to find. When I start to get really upset about maybe the way that I look or the way that food is affecting me, I go back and I watch my favorite lifts. So like one of my top favorite lifts is 330 beltless. Because that number had almost defeated me in Indy. And so I look at it. That was like, the and Jack was there. I would not have pushed myself if Jack hadn't been there that day. And so I, when I start to get really upset at myself, like, okay, I had a day where I ate way too much. And I'm really beating myself up about it. I will go and I watch that one. I watch the first time that I squatted 300. And I watch the first time that I benched 140. And I remind myself that, you know, yes, you had a bad day today or maybe even like a bad weekend where I just ate like crap all weekend because those happen. Like it happens. You're a human being, okay? And you have food cravings and you give in to them and like that's okay. Like it is okay. Yes, consistency is the key, but like also majorly restricting is just going to cause those binge episodes and let me tell you I know that because I've been there I would not let myself eat you know at certain restaurants I wouldn't let myself eat certain foods and then when I would have my episodes of eating those were the things that I ate were the things that I had restricted myself from for so long you know again with food being my comfort is how I comfort myself it's hard and like the thing is is like it it it's always hard it's not it takes a lot of hard work to get to this place with food and I'm I'm still working like I'm still there with you like I'm still healing there was a lot of damage done in high school and then I did a lot of damage to myself because of the things that I experienced in high school I I get it like I get that it's hard okay when I go into saying what I'm about to say I'm preaching at myself too okay but especially if you're working out okay not just powerlifting but especially if you're working out I look at food now as fuel. It is what I'm doing to give my body what it needs to do what I'm about to do in the gym. And I call it performing, 
okay? Not everybody likes that word, but if I'm going to go perform in the gym and I'm going to perform on the platform, I have to take care of the thing that's performing. And that means feeding it properly. 1,200 calories is what you give a two-year-old child, not a woman who's 18 to 25 or 25 to 35 or whatever, 35 to 45, 45 to 55, whatever. That's not enough. So I just think about like, okay, I'm going to eat today so that when I go deadlift later tonight, when I go deadlift later next week, when I go squat next week, when I get ready to get on the platform, I've done absolutely everything that I can to make sure that my body is ready. And it can't be ready if I'm A, feeding it garbage all the time, or B, not feeding it at all. And I look at those moments of I picked up 330 fucking pounds without a belt, like just my body just doing its thing, picked up 330 fucking pounds because I'm eating and I'm fueling it and I'm taking care of it, okay? Also, um, I've thrown my scale out quite a few times. If I'm not in a meat prep, I have to keep the scale out because that brings a lot of really hard and really negative things back into my brain. It brings a lot of negative thoughts back into my brain and I start tying my worth again to a number on a scale. And the only reason that number should matter is to make sure that I'm in the weight class that I signed up to be in. Nothing, nothing else. So I get rid of it. I I don't I put it up in the closet or I'll give it to um, someone that I trust to keep it until it's time for me to be stepping on it again because I can lose, you know, whatever I need to lose in a meat prep. But stepping on it and seeing like, oh, I overate last night and now I'm kind of bloated and like you go out for Mexican and margaritas, that's my favorite thing. I love tequila and I love going out for some chicken cheese and rice and some margaritas and some chips and salsa. Like, oh girl, I will never say no. You you text me at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, you want to go get Mexican and margaritas? I don't know where we're going to find a Mexican joint open at 10 o'clock at night, but hell yeah, I want to go. That is my favorite. But guess what? That makes you bloated the next day. And it's hard for me to step on the scale the next day after I've done that and be okay with what I see. I know that about myself. So the scale, yeet, it's gone. We're, we're getting rid of it um, because then it starts to deteriorate my self-worth. Your self-worth is not revolved around that number. It has nothing to do with that number. You are still beautiful. You are still strong. You are still brilliant. Your mind is still gorgeous. Like you are still a wonderful human being despite what a number on a scale says. And I know how hard that is to think about. And so maybe it's time that we kicked the scale out for a while and just ate good, right? Fuel our body for what it needs to do. And not just in the gym, but in everyday life, you know, work, school, you're running around all the time, you're, you know, it affects your, the way that your brain processes things. So if you're not eating, your brain isn't fueled either. And I know that sounds kind of tacky, like something a second grade teacher would say, but that's the truth. Like if you're not constantly fueling yourself, your body can't perform and that includes your brain. So it can cause you to be foggy headed. It can cause you to be distracted and all of these things. So where do you start? Well, like I said, I've started, okay, making sure that I'm getting enough protein and there are plenty of macro calculators out there. My fitness pal is, I feel like I don't ever log my exercise in my fitness pal um, because then it like takes calories out 
and, you know, it can, like, mess with the calculator and whatever. But my fitness pal is still a really good place to, to start and to use. So, it's going to tell you, like, okay, you want to lose this amount of, okay, and, like, yes, you want to lose this amount of weight. Give yourself the proper amount of time to lose that amount of weight. Don't try to make yourself lose 10 pounds in a month. Yes, it's possible, but is it possible in a healthy way? Well, that depends person to person. Do not put yourself in a toxic place because you're worried about getting it done before summer, getting it done before this, you know, before you get married or getting it done before so-and-so's graduation or getting it done before vacation. Start working on it for like next year. Don't give yourself this itty-bitty time gap to reach a goal that may not even be healthily attainable in that amount of time. I also set small goals. So, like, five, like, I have this big goal, let's say, of, like, I want to lose 15. I mean, I can't lose a lot of weight, but let's say you have this big goal of you want to lose, you know, 30 pounds. So, your first goal is to lose 10 pounds. Celebrate when you've lost five more pounds. Celebrate when you've lost five more pounds. You have to celebrate all the little things along the way of getting to the big thing, right? And I think a lot of people take that step for granted as well. Get people in your life that you can absolutely trust to hold your hand in a healthy way through this. Go, you know, maybe start like a protein intake thing with friends. Like, okay, we're all going to eat 150 grams of protein this week meal prep, okay? Or plan what you're going to eat. You're way more likely, I know there's a percentage and I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but you're way more likely to get on, to be successful and to get on the right track if you've planned for it, okay? Make a plan and follow it. And I know a lot of this sounds tacky and you're like, Quinlan, what about you're supposed to tell us the magic pill. No, there is no magic pill. It's consistency and it's fueling your body properly. Now, I get how hard that can be. Again, like I said, I've been through it. I dealt with, you know, I I dealt with bulimia and I dealt with binge eating disorder and I know what it's like to be really unhappy with who you see in the mirror, but also think about all the crazy things that your body can do. And so instead of when you look in the mirror, picking apart all these things you don't like, start naming the things that you do like. Because a lot of this is your mindset, right? So, you know, you're you're thinking about, oh, well, my stomach is just, ugh, look how big it is. Look how lumpy it is. Like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but girl, what that booty look like, though? So what about that? What about, what about the way that you look when you smile when you're genuinely happy? What about the way that your hair falls? What about the way that your eyes look when when you're when you're glowing or when you're in a joyful spot? And now let me say that this also goes the other way around when girls are skinny and they can't gain weight. Oh, well, I want to be curvy like so and so. Okay, girl, let's talk about the things that you love about yourself. Look in the mirror and every day and name and guys too. Let me just I know I say girl But I, like, if I'm talking to one of my guy friends about something, I'll be like, oh, girl, listen. So, guys, I'm talking to you, too. Whichever end of the spectrum that you're on, just say to name the things about yourself that you do like. Stop picking yourself apart for the things that you don't like, okay? I, I love, (laughs) I love my lower half. I love my legs. I love my butt now. Because let me tell you, mama started with a Hank Hill ass, okay? You don't believe me? Let me just, I'm gonna, I'll post it after this episode goes viral. Um, or not viral, goes live. 
maybe this episode will go viral. Hey, share the heck out of it and tag me and tag deadlifts and data issues and make it go viral. Okay. Um, but after this episode airs, I will share it. I had a flat ass. And let me tell you, that is not the case now because Mama Liz builds girls with big lower halves. We've got some big old quads. We got some big booties. We got some popping hamstrings and I love it. I love, I love the lower half of me. It makes me happier than a shiny penny on a sunny day, okay? Like, I love it. I also really love the dimples in my cheeks. I my, I have a I have a chubby face. I got cute little chipmunk cheeks, but I have dimples, like, on the sides of my mouth that, like, show when I smile, and I love them. I also, I love the way that, like, I can do makeup and make myself, you know, I, I love makeup. I love makeup, and, um... You know, I never thought that people would find my TikTok account and I kind of just always did whatever with it. But now like everybody has found my TikTok account. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but I remember it was like, so-and-so followed you. And I was like, no, you weren't supposed to know that this existed. Like my TikTok was a secret from my hometown when it first existed. But um, I love makeup and I love to play in makeup and I love that the way that it makes me feel. Um, I love, I love my hair. My hair naturally, like, I do wear extensions from time to time, but I love where my hair is at right now. It's healthy, and it's getting thicker, and it's growing, and, like, I love it. I love my hair. So, I've said all of that. (laughs) I fell off on a rabbit tangent there, but um, I chased a rabbit slash fell out on a tangent. Wow, Quinlan. Okay, anyways, those are the things that I remind myself of that I love about myself, and I have to, some days I have to sit and tell myself that. Now also, and I know some of you are going to laugh, guys and girls both, some of you are going to laugh when I tell you, I just like went to go itch my nose and like damn near punched myself in the face and I'm trying to make sure I didn't make my own nose bleed, okay? Okay, we're good. Um, stop saying negative things to yourself. Stop telling yourself that, well, if I lost 10 pounds, I'd be happy. Well, if I didn't have cellulite right here, I'd be happy. Mama, I got cellulite all over the place. Stop picking at yourself for that. 90% of human beings do. It's okay. Stop telling yourself that if you gained 10 pounds, you'd be happy. Stop telling yourself that if your ass looked like so-and-so's, you'd be happy. Stop telling yourself that if your arms weren't so skinny, that you would feel better about yourself. Stop telling yourself that if your face wasn't so chubby, that you would love yourself. Stop saying those things. Stop telling yourself that if your quads would bigger, you would feel better. Yes, those may be things that will make you feel better, but what about the things about you right now? I don't care if it's your eyes, your teeth, you know, specific things, if it's your lips. I, we went on this before, I notice people's hands. Do you like the way that your hands look? <laughs> if you don't um, know that tangent, I think that was an episode one of getting a little nasty. Go back and listen to that. That was hilarious. But find even if it's the smallest things find the things that you love about yourself and and there are things that you should you were put here on this planet for a purpose you were created to do something spectacular you are here for a reason and it is not tied into what the scale says it is not tied into you being absolutely perfect on your macros every single week it is not tied to it's not tied to anything except for you loving yourself and you being uniquely and genuinely you and it's about you living your full truth it's you're you're beautiful right here where you're at guys you too 
you're you're an amazing and wonderful human being right now. And if you're crying right now, if you've got tears in your eyes, stand the fuck up, go look in a mirror, and go tell yourself five things that you love about yourself right fucking now. I mean it. Pause this or take your phone with you, take your laptop with you, whatever. And if you, if you, I, I'll tell you five things that, that I love about you, even if I don't know you, I'll, I'll find, we'll talk, I'll find, find things that I love about you and tell you. And it's hard and I get that and it's not always easy, but it's, and you're going to have days where you don't, you're a human being, that's part of it. I, I don't, I don't wake up every single day and love myself and I'm not going to pre- pretend that I do. Um, actually, I, let's, let's talk about one of my biggest insecurities right now. I busted my left eye socket and I need, um, like filler put in on that side of my face to keep like my, like when people get tired and they get like eye bags, right? Like you get bags underneath your eyes. I look like I have one of those 24 seven on the left side of my face because, um, like my structure isn't, proper. It's not what it's supposed to be there. And I really need filler to like sit it, to sit it back where it goes. So I look like I have this giant eye bag all the time and I pile concealer on right there so that people can't see it. And it's getting worse. It's, it's more noticeable. Um, I feel like I have to put a filter on every single picture because I don't want people to see my eye bag. And that's, I know that seems silly to people, and unless I point it out, a lot of people don't notice it, but I notice it, and it's been a little bit hard for me to look at my raw face without makeup on. Do you know what? I still have a really banging ass, so that's good, right? Like, that's, that's my processes, okay? Like, first off, Quinlan, probably 95% of people don't notice and it's because it's like the one side like I don't have matching eye bags I have one bag on the left side of my eye that sags and I hate it but guess what 95% of people don't notice it and now they probably will because I fucking talked about it on my podcast but you know what in the spirit of helping other people we're here for it but it is. It's one of my biggest insecurities right now is this eye bag on the left side of my face. However, um, which I have been playing around with colored contacts, but like my eyes themselves are this beautiful like chestnut brown color. And when they get outside in the sun, they have this like red reflective to them, which is also fucking beautiful. And I love them. I love my eyes themselves. They're gorgeous, like especially outside in the sun. And they're dark. And I think brown eyes are really unique anyways because they're so dark. But when you look at them from a different point of view, they have all these colors and textures to them. Oh my gosh. Like you. You see yourself one way, but if you look at yourself another, you're really, really a beautiful and wonderful human being. And I got onto a whole other tangent that wasn't eating disorders, but I feel like, you know, we're going to post this anyways, because everybody has a thing or they have two or three things or they have the thing and your fitness slash weight loss slash whatever it is journey, weight gain journey is not going to be linear, okay? There's ups and downs to all of them, and that's powerlifting, that's CrossFit, that's bodybuilding, that's losing weight, that's gaining weight. There's ups and downs. That's life, my babes. That is fucking life. That's how it goes, but we're here, and we're all doing it, so do it together. Let's encourage each other, okay? I... It's important that you have people to help pick you up when you're down. And if you don't, 
I know a pretty rockin' ass group of people that'll help. Um, I mean, it's powerlifting, but like, we love to cheer other people on. I love to get on Instagram first thing in the morning and just go and hype other women up and be like, you're a bad bitch and 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 you're a bad, like, I love it. That's, I, I, I love it. That's my, I get on Instagram and I go find people to compliment. I mean, like, I'll say, like, nice lift bro to, like, the guys, but I'm, I'm a little partial to women, and I, I try to go find women to hype them up and make sure that they know that, like, they're killing it. I want to mention April specifically, like, she has been on fucking fire lately, okay? Like, I just, I adore her, and while I'm adjusting to this new job, I haven't had as much time to, like, talk to my teammates as I would want to, but, like, April is on fire. Like, she is loving herself all over the place. Powerlifting pinup girl. Go look her up on Instagram for real. Like, she just, like, it makes my heart so happy. Like, she's just, like, loving herself and loving her life and loving her body and loving lifting. And, like, it's so inspiring. Like, I need, I'm gonna have to drive. I'm gonna have to make a drive and go see her because I need a dose of that (laughs) in my life. Um, But girl, like, shout out to you because you're inspiring me because I've been in a weird, you know, like I said a hundred times, coming out of this, like, sad girl phase, kind of, but, like, also on a weird God complex some days. I don't know. It's weird. But April's kind of been, like, my fire. Like, I've watched her just, like, just adore herself and I'm like, yes, like, yes, we love that. We love to see that. So let's work this week on loving ourselves. Five things. And I don't care if it's the same five fucking things every day. Mine are right now. Five things every day that you love about yourself and tell yourself, look yourself in the mirror, in the mirror, in the eyes and tell yourself them. It's hard. I get it. I really, I truthfully do. And like I said, there are still days that I hear the mean girls in the back of my head winking at me as I'm walking down the hallway. Okay. Like I, I get that it doesn't happen overnight. Again, it's not linear. There are ups and downs. We all struggle with them. You are not alone, okay? We got this. We fucking got this. We're doing this together. If you need someone, if you took a selfie or you took a pic and you need someone to hype you up, DM it to me on Instagram. I will hype. I will be your number one. I love to be a hype girl. I will be your number one fucking hype girl. I promise. I do it for people all the time. I have a group of people in my life that will like, hey, I took this picture. Will you, will you look at it and make sure it looks okay? I'm there, babe. I'm fucking there. I got you, okay? Guys, I went off again. (laughs) I've done that on the last two episodes, but I'm excited because next week, I have somebody on here that I have looked up to since I, essentially since I started powerlifting, I've, I followed, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I want to so bad, but I have followed her and her significant other for a very long time and I think they are the coolest fucking people. I've never actually met them in person. I'm going to this year. Um most likely it built strong, but I think they are 
fucking kick-ass human beings. I love them. I love where their heart is at. I love where their heart is at for this sport. And I'm so excited. Like, I'm fangirling. Like, I kind of am in like a, oh my gosh, like, she's gonna be on my podcast. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I am beyond excited to have her on here. And I'm honored, honestly. Like, it's, this whole podcasting thing is crazy enough to me as it is. And then, like, people like this are coming on, like, what the fuck? This is my life? What the fuck? Okay, so, really, 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 really cool kick-ass guest next week, okay? I'm gonna be teasing up until probably the weekend. Um, See if you can figure it out. If you think you know, swipe up. Tell me if you think you know who it is. I think that's everything. Guys, I hope you have, like, the best fucking week ever, okay? I, I love you. I think you're fantastic. Five things every day, bitches. Get in the mirror. Kings, queens, my in-betweens. Get in the mirror and tell yourself five things that you love about yourself. Be positive. I know it's hard. Just do it for me this week. Do it for me this week and watch it change your mindset. Just even if it's just a little bit, bit, time bit, watch it. It helps. It works. My therapist has watched me do it for years we've got this, okay? We've got this. I love you. Have the best fucking week ever, and I will see you back here next week with my very special guest. I'm so excited. Okay, I love you, and goodbye.